This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Alright, there he says he's ready at Calla. Hey, Billy Houston! At A! Answer your phone, Billy. Woohoo! I did. Noise. And you're I good. It as soon as it started ringing, were you ringing for a while? No. You know me. I'm just impatient, Billy. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The first official day of our year and our Lord of Jesus Christ. And our Lord. <laughs> that, that's not how you say it? No, no. I think you missed the missed the step in there. Uh, it happens. Well, Billy, uh, are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, I, I didn't know if you usually you know there's snacks you gotta eat or like there's a cat snacks. you gotta clean yeah, up from. Sure that I was ready. There are contractors to... doing work inside your house that you claim is just a cat pooping. <laughs> that, that was that was what was happening last time. Yeah, I saw. I, I listened to that episode. I heard it. It was definitely a cat moving sand. That shit sounded like they were getting an addition put on their house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That shit fact, looked like the same cat is actually sitting next to the microphone right now. That shit looked like uh, Lethal Weapon Two, uh, or I mean Lethal Weapon. Yeah, was it two where Danny Glover had to kill the guy with the nail gun and his add-on? That's what was. That's what's gonna happen later. After the episode, you're gonna fight some assassins and you have to kill a dude with a nail gun in the garage that's being built. That's what we heard earlier. The garage being built. That's a no. very specific reference, uh, but one I understood. Thank you. I think I understood. I don't remember that part, and I've seen all the Lethal Weapons, but it's been yeah. Weird. So like, it's something always. Basically, the Lethal Weapon theme is something always bad happens at his house. Yeah, and then eventually, like he he has to say something about how he's too old for this shit. Yeah, but if, but he's been saying it since the first movie, and those movies went on for a while. It's like, dude, eventually you need to just quit. Come on. Look, yeah. He was supposed to retire in the first movie, and they went yeah. on for like another ten years. Oh, I thought it was like fifteen more years. When did, when did four come out? Oh, um, late nineties. Yeah, so it was eighties yeah. and nineties. It's not fifteen years. It's like mid eighties. Yeah, Chris Rock was I, think, in the I think it was like ninety eight that it came out, and the first one was what eighty four. I guess this is exactly 15 years. <laughs> and uh, we're genius. still waiting on five. Uh, I'm not. I'm good. I, <laughs> you, we, <laughs> hey, I, fuck, fuck. First off, fuck you for 2019, Billy. I'm waiting what? patiently for what? Lethal Do you weapon really five. want a yes. Lethal Weapon 5? And I want Chris Rock in it. I'd love to see what that family's doing. Why? Chris Rock. Because I like that franchise, minus the weird feelings i have about mel gibson post finding out he's kind of a racist and anti-semitic and angry drunk i just like unless it was something like something specific creatively where like richard donner was like i got this idea for a final lethal weapon like okay maybe well who do you think is going to do a lethal weapon five if not richard donner 87, by the way, it was 87 that uh, the first one came out, and the fourth one came out in 98, so it was 11 years. Oh, so closer to the 10 years that I said, you fucking jerk store. 
Uh, 11 years is still a long time to be like, I'm going to retire. And then 11 years later, still haven't fucking retired. That's true story. That's true. Story. Especially after all the shit he went, because it wasn't like yeah, a normal. He did go through some life. shit. He went through some insane shit in those movies. It did. It just lit his fire, I guess. It did. But no, I did. I, what I enjoyed most about that franchise was the family aspect. Like I love that they kept bringing back his family and you really got to see that and how that, affected um martin uh, riggs that does make a difference uh you know i think that's what, what works so great about Die Hard too is that you know it's not just a guy in a building and he's a cop his wife is there too and they're going through some shit and he's trying to work through it and they're trying to get back together little things like that make a difference Speaking of Die Hard, how was watching that on the big screen? Uh, we didn't do it. Oh, I'm heartbroken. Why not? <laughs> uh, we were we were exhausted. It was a long day. We were like, oh. we could we just like, we could just watch it here, and then we didn't even do that. <laughs> oh man, didn't even pop it in. You don't know how hurt I am right now. Like I don't know if I could be sadder right now. Well, it was 2018, and I was like, I gotta not see something one more time. Oh, and not man. see something. I just uh, don't even want to even go on with the podcast. Uh, well, we're gonna. <laughs> I don't care what you want. We're doing it. Uh, um, well, how? first off, let's talk. How was everybody's New Year's Eve? Did you ring in the exact minute that the year changed? Uh, yeah. And did you, you not? Where, where were you? <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, I was at uh, my. We were at our friend Catherine's place. Yeah, we we were just kind of hanging out. Uh, we'd gone to to, uh, to dinner for a couple of hours. Had a good time. Yeah, and just the, it happened. I kissed my wife at midnight, and we went home and went to sleep. I know it's super exciting. <laughs> Mine's even less exciting. We uh, left New York, and after that, I went to sleep. Did was not awake for the actual uh, change in my own time zone. I uh, shockingly fell asleep super early uh, in the day. Probably, I want to say like four o'clock, five o'clock. I felt that like. is shocking. And I woke up at like ten thirty and just started gaming. Uh, I was chatting with Dak, who was up gaming, but his microphone's not working, so we couldn't talk. And so I rang in the new year with Dak via direct messaging. He was already uh, into the next year by that point. Yeah, yeah he, that, he was. He, I think he was actually on the second day of the year. Uh, if my math was correct, it's not. Um, but yeah, so I rang in the new year with Dak playing games. I actually didn't watch any. Like I caught a little bit of CNN when I first got up, but I didn't watch any balls dropping. Uh, uh, metaphorically speaking, or literally. Um, and, uh, I, I, uh, I honestly only know that I, I, uh, that the year switched over cause I'm playing a, I'm playing a game when all of a sudden I just hear pop, pop, pop. And I was like, Oh shit, they shoot. And then I was like, 
oh no, it's New Year. They firing off fireworks. Like I thought for the first split second, I thought I thought I was gonna have to call Channel Seven. This shots was fired, but I didn't. Shots fired. So it was a pretty typical Tuesday for me. Fall asleep early, wake up late, play video games till one, go back to bed. Yep. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we went out to dinner and then came home, and today we went and had breakfast. I went to the doctor because I've been sick for a little over a week, so I'm sorry if I'm, like, coughing throughout the episode, but I've been all not feeling well. Your doctor was open today, or did you go, like, to an urgent care ER or something? I went to an urgent care. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, yeah, there's been no intro of any kind. I'm Cloud, by the way. Oh, yeah, we don't do intros on this show. This is Cloud, by the way. Yeah, we, I guess we don't. Yeah, not really. Cloud Stripe, a.k.a. Joe Davis, a.k.a. Dana Laughing's brother. That's true. All those things are true, those things you said. They are things that are words, and they are correct words, which is a mm-hmm. rarity for me if you know me. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you had to say it like that. I'm um, just yeah, repeating you what you said. Did. That's true. You, you are uh, repeating what I said. Um, before we go on, I just would like Billy to know, Cloud already knows this, uh, Predator is on in the background, the OG Predator. Carl Withers? Yep, Carl Withers, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Apollo Creed, huh? Apollo Creed, uh, Bill Dukes in it. Uh Jesse Ventura is in it. Shane Black is in it. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, that is Shane Black, huh? Is Michael Rooker in that one? No, no, Michael Rooker's not in that one. Is he in any of the Predators? He's in mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger films, but I don't remember which. Oh, it's definitely not that one. Could it be Commando? I feel like that might be a little early for Rooker, though. Michael Rooker. Uh, let's see. Commando. God, yeah. I hated him on The Walking Dead, but God, I loved him in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. A series that I'm not the biggest fan of. Yeah. Uh, I also appreciated him in Mallrats. Oh, that's right. He is in Mallrats. That's a classic. Uh, I, too, would like to in... come loud, hopefully in the 69 position. <laughs> hopefully in the back of a 69. Uh Let's see, Cliffhanger, that's a Stallone film, he was in that yeah. one. So not Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, he was in The Sixth Day, that's an Arnold Schwarzenegger that one. That is a terrible one, that's the one about the <laughs> devil, right? Where uh, he fought the devil? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, that that was actually a pretty late one, that was 2000. Uh, I, I, Tombstone? Us reading off uh, Michael yep, Rooker. Tombstone, he's one, of, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's one of the cowboys that they're fighting against who who gives up the uh, uh, red sash and joins Kurt Russell's side. They, hmm. If I remember correctly, they kill him for it. It's not surprising. Um, <laughs> you know, that may be the... <laughs> Devil's Do may be the only Schwarzenegger... Not Devil's Do, what what did six, I just say? Six the, Day. Yeah, Six Day may be the only Schwarzenegger film he's actually credited on here, so... I don't know why that was in my head, but it was. Yeah, I never saw Six Day. No, wait, 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 wait. Six Day is not the the devil one. Six Day is the the clone one. 
Oh, he has a clone a, one. That's the one where he looks in the window and sees himself, and he's like, "That's not me," or whatever. I don't. <laughs> yeah, do that impression again, Billy. <laughs> that was spot on, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Uh, end of days is the devil. One. I want it to be days. known, by the way. I am not. I don't look at the internet when I say these things, except when I'm double checking. That's why I double checked on the Lethal Weapon things. I couldn't remember the year when it came out. But I know Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. What would you say the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is? You had to pick oh, one. Oh, I mean, so I can only gotta be. One. Oh yeah, only one. I'll say three. Pick top three Arnold Schwarzenegger. Action films or not, or films. I guess that had to be action. Your top top three films that you like of his. Um, let me. That's a really good question. And uh, let's do just maybe one from each franchise. Like you can't say T two and T one or something like that. You know. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I can. I I don't do that. I can narrow that. I would say Predator, Commando, and Terminator Two. If I had to pick three. I. uh... I almost think I would have to go Terminator over Terminator 2. God, I mean, Predator is definitely on the list. That's such a great fucking movie. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't get it. Sometimes I'll, I won't watch Predator for a while mm-hmm. and then turn it on. It's one of those movies where I kind of forget how great it is until I watch it again. Yeah. Um, I think number one for me is going to be Terminator 2. Number two, I have a weakness for uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. I do enjoy that movie. Uh, facetiously, for number three, I'm going to have to go with Jingle all the way. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it's class. <laughs> Why? He's got I mean... to get the uh, I guess an honorable mention, uh, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. I don't love that movie like a lot of other people do, though. I got to be in the right mood for it because it's kind of boring at times. It's definitely a slow burn that movie. Um, I mean, I love Commando. I really love Commando. I do like, too. There, I mean, look, we got Running Man to consider. We got Total Recall. We got True Lies. Total Recall is so good. Uh. <laughs> now, don't forget about True Lies. That one actually was almost on my not, list. People don't give the man credit. He put out some great movies, man. <laughs> not well, to mention, you think, the, think about it, there aren't a whole lot of action action stars like left. You know, no. That's like a genre that's kind oh, of... Not, not like that, no. But I think that's because that time is kind of, you know... Passed, yeah. It passed, it happened. It's kind of like the cowboy movies where like westerns don't really happen anymore. Unless they're like extreme period pieces. Yeah, you know, every now and then it'll happen, but it's not going to be as freaky. There was a time where, like, uh, TV shows, there were, like, three westerns that were, like, the be- the biggest, the most watched TV shows on in America. Oh, yeah, Guns uh, for sure. That would definitely not happen now. So I think that, like, the, the, the era of, like, the big, strong action hero, just, you know, it's not over. Like, you can still make those movies. It's just not as big as it used to be. Yeah, yeah it doesn't bring in the dollars. I think comic books have replaced it is what it is. It's yeah. just, you know, because yeah, you get all the action and then all the, <coughs> you, you basically, you're reaching a larger target demographic. Um, just so I have my answer, I do believe I have to go Terminator, Commando, and Predator as my three uh, 
my three Arnold Schwarzeneggers. Did either of you guys see the unofficial Conan uh, third, the third Conan movie? The where Jason Momoa Where he wasn't playing Conan, but he was playing a Conan-like character. And that no. Was, that was no, I Red, didn't see it. Red Sonia, where he played Kaldor. Red Sonia Kaldor. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's uh, it it came out the same years, uh, the year after Conan the Destroyer, and he's literally just like playing Conan. <laughs> but like, we'll just call him Caldor this time. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights, maybe. They met. They messed up a couple of editing, like every no. now and then. Somebody calls him Conan by mistake. They have right. to. <laughs> You know, I don't know because I think it says Conan, but they have to like they put in the uh, the voice the ADR. of the yeah, ADR. Yeah. So uh, hey, we're gonna go see if Conan wants to, or excuse me, Galdor wants to. Uh, <laughs> wants to say the world. You fucked like, up that. There's only one man for this job. Oh, yeah, Galdor. Oh man, um, but that's. I have to give an honorable honorable mention definitely to the Running Man. That one's okay. Uh, I don't think I've, you know. I don't think I've ever actually sat and watched that entire like that movie in its entirety. Oh god, I loved that movie as a kid, and I and you know what's funny is I just watched it within the last year and a half, two years, and I was just like, this is just as good as I remember it, even though it looks. <laughs> So corny. Like that dude, like the one dude is basically like a giant light bright. <laughs> and it's just like, and you know what else? It, uh, uh, and, and maybe one of the reasons I love Running Man is because the Incredibles, I feel like kind of, uh, it doesn't like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but they mimic the, the reveal of like what happened with, to the character. That you think, like, oh, what's his name? When they find some dead in the cave underground. Like, Bob thinks all these superheroes have been, you know, doing these great things. And it turns out they've just been killed by the giant robot. It's like that. Like, you think all the gladiators have went on to these great lives. But then uh, Arnold finds their bodies in a burnt-out locker room. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love, uh, I love Running Man. I thought of something and then I, I fucking forgot what it was. I didn't want to interrupt you, and now I don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, we'll see already. I feel like you should have just interrupted me because you know I'm just like going on and on, and I'm dying for somebody to interrupt. Me. That's why. Why would I interrupt you though? If you got something you want to talk about? Oh man, these are good burgers, Walter. I like. Uh, I do like how this episode has become the Arnold Schwarzenegger episode. I'm very okay with that. You were worried <laughs> it was going to be the Michael Rooker read from IMDb. Episode. <laughs> yeah, let's just go through Michael the Arnold Schwarzenegger IMDb episode. Yeah, exactly. Welcome um, to our IMDb episode retrospective, where we look at the IMDb pages of stars who randomly come up in conversation. <laughs> um. Well, I know that. 
hope Poet didn't see this, but Billy and I have both seen Into the Spider-Verse. So, uh, Billy, no, what are you... Because I also didn't go see that. Oh, <laughs> oh you gotta be shit, man. It's, well, no, it's because Shocking! I 2019 <laughs> starts <laughs> off the exact same way as 2018. Oh, I didn't Okay, hold on. That. It's January Twice. 1st recording this, Twice. so it's not like I've had time. Uh, You've already no. on this episode, the first day of the year, not seen two things. Well, can oh, I explain? No, no explanation. You, I even made a special trip. That you were going to be seeing all the things for 2019. I was going to. Here's what. You're owing to. I I did not have a choice in the matter. I wanted to go, and Liz was going to go too, but then she was like, we can't go do this because you're going to be coughing throughout that movie, and no one's going to want that. And I was like, Uh-oh. I can't argue with her. <laughs> I even made a special trip with Data to see the film. Oh, I feel... I feel I, uh, I, oh, I will see it. I'm going to go I'm see so it. I'm so disappointed. Did you see it? Ruined it? I was never going to see that, and no one was under the illusion that I was. I don't, why are you so against seeing things? <laughs> it's not that I'm against seeing things. I'm against going to see things. I will say, Poet, if you enjoyed the, the new Spider-Man game, there are lots of little moments in this movie that you'll say, wow, they totally borrowed from the Spider-Man game for this for this part right here. What I, I like uh, about that's the be a Spider-Man game though, right? Because the not... game came out a few months ago. Well, then I don't know what borrowed from what, but there's some moments in it that I'm like, that Spider-Man suit is in the game, and it looks exactly the way it did in the game. Things like that. Like which suit? Um, It's one of the... It's like the black suit... The noir suit? With... Oh. No, the, there is a, the, a there is a noir Spider-Man in the film, um, is but it not no, that same suit. It's not that same suit. No, gotcha. um, that suit in the in the game is from uh, Shattered Dimensions game. That's where that suit came uh, from. Okay, which is a great game in an in and of itself. In fact, I would say that this movie borrowed heavily from the Shattered Dimensions game as well. Um, but uh, no, the there's uh, the suit that has like the green eyes, like the neon green eyes and chest. Oh, his stealth suit. Yeah, that one is in the film in the background. You can see it. Mm. Um, there's well, some there's know, some good, really great moments in the in the movie. They were probably you know they're being developed at the same time for sure. So they yeah could have been like hey you know this is this other thing we're working on that's going to be out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, just kind of throw in some fun Easter eggs for people. Yeah, it's all um, Sony. The thing I liked about the Spider-Man game is not the story. I could take or leave the Spider-Man story. What I like is the being of Spider-Man. Yeah. I, so, I liked the story up until, like, the last third of it. Things got really rushed towards the end of that game. Yeah, I almost thought that they were going to leave us on a cliffhanger and that we would do a whole new game um, with the Sinister Six, but it didn't didn't end up that way. It did not. Um, what did you think of the animation? I've heard a lot about it. I That's one of the reasons that it turned me off. Yeah, and I'll say... Trailers. And I'll say, and, and I kind of took some heat for being a snob about animation um, in regards to that Netflix show uh, made by the same Prince? folks that... Yeah, I I really couldn't get into the show because the animation bothered me so much. And I'll say that's really my only critique on the uh, film. They were going for a style that I just don't 
enjoy watching visually because it it's so it's so hard to focus on anything in the movie because of the way they do the motion and the foregrounds and the backgrounds which you can tell it's you know it's a choice it's yeah. just not the choice that I would have made because I don't like that particular style of animation um, so I would say the movie is very good um, the animation is probably the only thing that I would say is uh, is not at a hundred percent for me but also I would say that um, the animation they do a good job differentiating the animation uh, from the different dimensions in the game gotcha. or excuse me in the film I got you right on well back to the point I was trying to make Billy uh, it's not the watching of stuff it's the going to watching stuff I've just the price point to go to a theater is does not the judge the, the enjoyment is not worth it Whereas I can wait till it comes out either on Vudu or cable and watch it at home in the comfort of my living room and uh, and get enjoyment from it that way. I'm just not going. If I'm going to go out and see it, it better be a Marvel movie. I mean, technically, this is a Marvel movie. You got me there. I mean, I, can't really, I really can't argue on that. But I said, it better be a Marvel movie. I don't always go see the Marvel movies in the theaters. I certainly didn't see... Uh, um, I certainly didn't see uh, the first Ant-Man in the theaters, and I definitely regretted seeing Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in the theaters. Really? You regretted that? Yeah, I did not... I, while I enjoy most of Doctor Strange, I could have... I didn't need to see that one in the big screen. And I, the parts I so didn't enjoy of Guardians of the Galaxy, I could have waited to watch at home. And honestly, I maybe would have been less aggrieved by those those parts had I not went and saw it in the theater and spent mm. the money that I spent to go see it. Who knows? Had I not spent money to go see The Last Jedi and I saw it for free in my living room, I might <laughs> like that go. movie. Here we go. No, I don't think you would. I don't think you You're would. You're right. I wouldn't have. No, I, I've told you before, I, yeah. I chopped all the crappy bits out of that movie, and you get it. If you do that, you get about an hour and 50 minutes of actually pretty good movie. Yeah, that's what you were saying. You cut out, what, the Finn and Rose story? All uh, of Finn most and Rose of, stuff? N- not all of Finn and Rose. Mm-hmm. You have to have their meeting, um, because you have to see the fight on the salt planet. Um, and it won't make sense if, if they've never met before. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, most of all the Canto, all the Canto Bite stuff's gone. Pretty much um, all of the confrontation with Finn and Rose and Phasma, all that's gone. If you take all that stuff out, if you take most of the um, stuff, most of the slow speed chase through space out, uh, <laughs> except for the bits you need to know to understand the story. Uh, if you take the bit with Leia out where she flies out into space and just you just pretend that she got sick or fell over or something. Um, it's uh, it's a much better film. Gotcha, Billy. Your thoughts on the Last Jedi for two thousand and nineteen? <laughs> for two thousand. I mean, I, I I I I thought we weren't going to talk about the Last Jedi in twenty nineteen, so I was gonna not say anything. That's fine. I actually was. We had this discussion. I can't remember who I was having it with, but one of the ways that. Uh, that we were talking about there, we were talking about you, you can't do Star Wars. Uh, 
more than one Star Wars movie in a year. And I and I I still think you can. I think much like the Marvel movies, you can have a uh, a much uh, you can have multiple Star Wars movies if done correctly. And in particular, the the example I was using is if we were if if we were doing the movies Empire Strikes Back and the movie Return of the Jedi. Uh, then I think you could do movies that bridge those two movies. One, you could be the, you know, them getting the Death Star plans the second time, so that when in Return of the Jedi, when they're like, we lost a lot of Bothans, like you know, we could we could be like, we did lose a lot of Bothans. Do you remember Bob caught on fire? You could call it Rogue Two. You that would yeah. be a terrible name. Why would they do that? It's not the sequel. Because Rogue it'd be one. a terrible fucking movie. Why would no. you make that? They made that movie. It's called Rogue One. You don't need to do that again. Well, I wasn't thinking about Rogue One, but I'm saying how you could bridge the universe. Well, so or so so for here, we have we have uh you know you take the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi instead of us giving us a solo movie. Give us a Phasm movie where we see how she escapes the trash compactor, the the you know the blowing up of the the of uh, the Death Star three, and then uh, what she did for the next forty eight hours before Star Wars uh, Episode eight starts. Is that really necessary? I mean, a lot of people made it off of that planet. Why do we have to have a reasoning for her getting off? Because she's wearing cl- uh, chrome armor, and, and nobody cares about people who aren't wearing chrome armor. I don't understand what... So, uh, you know as much about her as you do, if not more about her, as you do Boba Fett in the original trilogy, and a lot of people love Boba Fett, so why do you have to do, like... A lot of people tend to hate on the fact that we don't know anything. I thought we weren't going to talk about The Last Jedi anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, technically, we're not talking about The Last Jedi. We're just talking about how could you do multiple Star Wars films in a year where you're taking the you can't side of the debate and I'm taking the pro oh, no, side no, of the I'm debate. Sorry. I guess I shouldn't have done that because that's, that, that's not my intention. You can do it. Uh, you just have to – I mean, just make good movies. I don't think it's – I don't understand why they're like, oh, you know what the people want? Han Solo movie. Well, not really. No, we didn't. But I would have taken a. Uh, I maybe prior to Episode Eight would have taken a Phasm movie where we see how she escapes that. I mean, because they obviously made her. They wanted to make her a character. You know what I mean? That like was a, you know a character. Like, well, you know, if they <clears throat> use your words. Um. You know, they wanted her to be something other than just a chrome trooper in the background. I feel like that's a way you can do that and give us more story. You know what I mean? Or, uh, or, uh, or, or like, uh, you know, instead of like, doesn't have to be traditional. It could be like, say, uh, like, you know, the story of Maz Katana and, uh, and her bar. And it could be the story about how she gave up her, or after her career as a, as a pitcher or pod racer, when she retired, she started up the bar, 
She fell in love with a girl named Diane and then eventually got with a girl named uh, something else. And then Diane comes back, who's dating uh, a guy named Frazier, who's a therapist. We'll get into Frazier's story later. It's great. Okay. Well, here's here's the thing about Solo. I actually, <laughs> I actually don't think Solo is a bad movie. Um, uh, I think they're You're wrong. I'm not trying to talk shit about it as if I know anything about it because he I doesn't. Didn't see he it. hasn't seen it. This he didn't see it. So okay. So there were some unnecessary retcons. Sure. Really, what they should have done is focused on because this is a, actually a plot line that actually seems interesting and I would care about. They should have focused on the Crimson Dawn. Uh, Darth Maul. Uh, they should have focused on all that stuff. Uh, the I don't, I don't really give a crap about uh, you know his girlfriend because I know they don't stay together. So why do I care? Um, yeah, yeah. And and she you know her her character is not a part of any of the other trilogies. So why does it matter? You know I could I could care less about that stuff. If they had made a film set in that time period that maybe Han Solo was in, uh, you know. Like a, but it was like more it focused was, on the Crimson Dawn. Like it was Woody well, Harrelson's movie, and and Harris and Han Solo was just a background character. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that probably would have been more more but kind of like a Mad Max movie where there's a movie, but you know, and Mad Max is a part of it, but he's sort of not important to the plot. Yeah, exactly. That way that we get the backstory of Han that's Solo. The thing is, regardless of having seen Solo or not, the reason I didn't see it is because. It just didn't look interesting to me, you know. Like, it, it, I don't think that should have been hard. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Han Solo can still be in it. You can still have him meeting Chub- Chewbacca. You can have all that stuff in there. It's just not the main thrust of the story. Maybe focus it on the Crimson Dawn, which actually seems a lot more interesting um, than what was going on in the film itself. Um. Did you know Darth Maul was alive when that reveal happened? Uh, I did because I know, you know, I've read the backstory and I, I don't watch the, the cartoon shows or anything like that, but I know that he existed and that he survived. I got you. Billy, did you know Darth Maul was alive and well and appeared in Solo? Spoiler alert. Uh, I, knew that he, I knew that he appeared in the movie. Uh, I don't care. Whatever. You know that's cool. I'm glad that people are, ex- you know, were excited about that. I guess I was not. I oh, well, the way that you said that I made it seem I, like you. Well, were. one, one, I didn't like how they brought him back in the comic books, which is what they aped in the series. Though they moved it, they changed it. Other than keeping him alive, I didn't like that at all. I still think it was a terrible decision to kill him off in the first place. And just because they did that and you think it's a terrible decision doesn't mean you can just be like, oh, he lived. Give him mechanical legs. You're dumb. dumb I feel like idea. that's been Star Wars' whole story. I it's mean, like, oh, we didn't like Is that really that any dumber than some of the other things that they've done in the Star Wars universe? I right, mean, that's, yes. and that's my point, is that they, anytime they don't like something, they just change it. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you. The people I know who know nothing about Star Wars universe and know uh, little to nothing of geek culture in general either was confused by the timeline, where it took place in the timeline, or didn't even realize that that was supposed to be Darth Maul. Yeah, 
they thought it was just some other guy who looked like Darth Maul. Yeah, some other guy who looks like Darth Maul, or it took place before Darth Maul died. Which, yeah, that's their own fault, but that's a different story. I feel like, what? Yeah, so it was, it was, it was definitely a, a weird. I I don't know why they did it. I just it continues to be one of the things about that movie that baffles me. Yeah. Well, and the the real the really the worst part is that even for fans who knew Darth Maul was alive, they also know his ending because it's been yeah. written. We we all know how he dies later, so it really doesn't matter um, that he's in that film unless you're going to focus on the Crimson Dawn, which he is the leader of. And I'm pretty sure that that death ha- his death happened before that even came out. That movie came out in the cartoons. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, it's it was a weird a weird thing about that movie. Um, what was the point? Was it setting up something? Were they gonna do a sequel with Darth Maul and Han Solo? Or I mean, pot- I mean, potentially. Who knows what they were gonna do with the Solo franchise? If it if this movie had been successful, they could have because essentially you find out that his girlfriend has been working for him the whole time for Darth Maul's character the whole time. Right, and she's been trying to warn him the whole movie, like I'm not who you think I am, I'm yeah. not the same person, and then you find that out at the end. Yeah, and it was just like you know, it's like, did the movie need this? Did the movie? Need to do we need to find out Han Solo is responsible for funding the rebellion? Do we need to uh, do we need him to have the last name Solo be given to him instead of it being his actual last name? Yeah, I have heard about that. That is weird. Uh, yeah, I just don't. You know, there's this thing about prequels where I'm like, and you mentioned it earlier, Cloud, about. Like, he's with this girl, and there's, like, this romantic thing. But we know that they're not going to end up together. Yeah, which is which is what really turned me off to Rogue One. It's like, they try to make you care about all these characters, and I was like, but idiots, I know the story. They all die. I don't care about these people. They're going to die. Why would I care? See, I, I found it, I really do. I was wondering do. if they were going to do that or not. Rogue One works in a way where... You don't know those characters, so it's possible that maybe somehow they got away or one of them gets away, something along those lines. But with Han Solo, we know his future. We've seen it. Right. See, I, I like Rogue One. I'm actually a really big fan. Um, I I don't have a problem caring for those characters. Uh, I, I, I enjoy that movie, uh, and I find I do care about those characters by the end of their journey. Um, yeah. I, I guess they just didn't give me enough time. I'm a real fan of series of things, and that's one of the things as a kid that I liked about Star Wars. It's like there's not just one movie about these people. Yeah. Their story goes on, and we get to see more. And so that's that's where Rogue One lost me, because I was like, well, I know we're not going to ever see any of these characters again, so... You know, they don't. I don't have enough reason to care about them. They don't go through... They don't change enough, I guess, really... Um, like the characters don't develop enough for me to care about them. Well, I think there was a, a rumor that you were going to see Churit and um, Baz in the solo movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because of how how popular they became. In yeah, and who knows? Maybe that was in the original cut, and then when Ron Howard came in to do the reshoots, they took all that out. Who knows? No, because I don't... If, if I distinctly remember it, it being talked for the solo sequel, but 
but like right before the movie was coming out in the lead up to the movie coming out there was when they still thought they were going to do a trilogy of solo movies and you know right. what i don't have a problem with the kid who played solo at all no um, i thought he was fine i i yeah i think you you know given three films you you'd been had a better judge on whether or not he was a good solo i mean obviously you know the dumb the dumb things they did i mean again like you just couldn't see the movie. I remember, and I just saw a meme the other day uh, that uh, uh, that was a solo meme, and the image they use, I'm just like, you can't even see solo in this picture. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, the lighting was so weird in that. And then the whole droid uprising just felt like an episode, like a filler episode of one of the cartoons. Yeah, like they just had to put some extra story in there, so let's yeah, throw it in. Same like, thing, same thing with the Canto Bite stuff in Last Jedi. Not to bring up Last Jedi again, but it's just like it's unnecessary. We don't need that. Like, why don't they go have their journey and find this random uh, hacker guy and then bring it back? We don't need to see all that. What? See, I didn't mind the Canto Bite stuff. I thought, you know, having when, when I watched it again, I thought that that moved along a little bit easier than really the, the stuff on. On the ship, like in that long ass chase, where it's like this. Is oh yeah, the ship stuff's yeah. terrible. I don't it's know terrible. how. How about instead of them going to Canto Bright and finding some dumbass hacker, how about they go to fucking get Ray and Chewie and Luke and be like, "Yo, man, we're about to get our ass kicked, bro. Can you help us out?" Also, cool meeting Luke Skywalker. I'm a big fan. I didn't think he was real at first, uh, but then I met her and your brother-in-law, and the shit was cool, man. Me and your brother-in-law kind of cool. I'm sorry he's dead. I really like that guy. Um, I'm Finn. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, I love feel Finn. like as much as you don't like The Last Jedi, your version of this is way worse than what we got. No. <laughs> oh, man. But Billy, I, you're so, I'm so glad you're not here. I would fucking punch you right in your face. I'm just saying, I'm you just know, saying, you're, I would you're a talented right creative guy, but I feel like it's important for people to stay away from the things they're real passionate about. Like, did you ever see uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies? No. Yeah, don't. They're fucking awful because he made it all like Rob Zombie and shit. And it's like, that's not what it is. Like, I get it. You like horror movies and stuff, dude, but they're really bad. Did he make more than one? He made two. Oh, I didn't know he made two of them. Oh man, they're they are not good. I you know, and it's funny because I guess there are people that really like Rob Zombie's movies. I don't know if you've seen any of them. I I like um, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I like uh, Devil's Rejects. I think those are the only two I've seen. And, uh, you know, I'm not a, seen, and you know, I'm uh, not a fan of those movies in general. But for whatever, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Rob Zombie. I mean, I I was a fan of White of White Lightning, White Zombie, the band. I like him, and I've liked those two movies. Uh, I I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses. I I've meant to watch Devil's Rejects because I've heard it's pretty good. It is, yeah, that's a good one. I just uh, I guess it's like his style and the way that he makes those movies. I I don't care for it. Uh, but then when he does it. In the Halloween franchise too, it just is this really weird combination. It just doesn't work because I you can because I can argue about House of a Thousand Corpses whether or not I like it or not. It's a pretty good movie, uh, but man, those Halloween movies are hard to watch. 
<laughs> I got you. Well, I'm not a fan of that franchise. I was never a fan of that franchise in particular. I feel like it was just too slow for me or something about it. It's a well. It's of the slasher movies. Halloween is the worst franchise-wise. Like the first Halloween movie, I think is really good. Everything after that is kind of bad. There's some okay ones in there. I like. I think Halloween four uh, is okay. Halloween H two O is a fun movie, and I've heard the new Halloween is good. I really wanted to go see it, and I, of course I didn't. Uh, Shocking, no one. Yeah. But all the other ones, there's some really bad ones. Uh, yeah, it's consistently not a good series. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I did. I shouldn't talk about the things that I like. No, I did. I, I mean, I just don't have nothing to add. I, I'm, I know like, you've made it clear. Think, I don't know. I don't even think I've seen <laughs> the original Halloween all the way through, even or if I have. Really? Like, yeah, I just I it's worth know. watching, man. No. No, <laughs> he just no. <laughs> I love how like you've just gotten to this old man point of I'm not watching that because I don't want to. Yeah, there's I mean, been several old man poet movies. Yeah, uh, but it's moments good. today. No. Yeah, it like uh, I don't want to spend my hard earned dollars at the movie theater when I could just watch it at home. That's right. definitely an old man poet thing. When I, I was a kid, going to the movies only cost four dollar dude. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Y'all say that. Uh, my the last day I worked uh, with one of my uh, ortho doctors. Uh, he we we were talking about what we did for Christmas, and uh, we got to talking about Die Hard. And he goes, "You know what the most uh, unbelievable part about that movie was?" And we were like, "What?" And he was like, "Gas was seventy eight cents in that movie." Lost it because he. He keyed in on when Al goes to the grocery store right before he gets the call about Nagatomi Plaza that the gas was 78 cents. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, 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 not really a fun fact, but I work with the paramedic, one of the paramedics' sisters from Die Hard. One of the paramedics who's, uh, escorting, who is it, Al out of the. On the stretcher at the end of the movie, who's on the stretcher? Is it Bruce Willis? Maybe. Uh, I don't. Uh, Whoever they're wheeling out on the stretcher at the end of the movie, uh, one of the EMTs I work with, his sister. Um, he's uh, since passed away from uh, cancer, but uh, I don't know. That might not make the episode. It was kind of. It doesn't make the episode because he can't oh, finish it. No, it's just because I feel like I don't know what else to say. Like other than uh, oh, man. I worked with this this man's sister who was a who had a very tiny role in the film Die Hard, which is a movie I love. It's closer to fame than I've ever been. <sighs> I've been close to fame, depending on. I've know. never worked with fame, is what I mean to say. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Polly Shore was mean to me in Whole Foods once, uh, and I saw Chris Jericho, who's a professional wrestler, walk by once. That's about the end of my famous people. I remember the Jericho story, but where did you where did you see him again? Uh, he was a, at a hotel that Liz and I we were staying in uh, in St. Louis. Oh, that's right. Well, <sighs> I I have met. Um, I actually went to a party as a small as a child. I was 
I was, golly, yeah, I had to be middle school age, I'm guessing. But I went to a party where Freddie was at. Freddie Krueger? Uh, Freddie Krueger, Robert England. I met him. Oh, so I was I was kidding. I was like, who, Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr.? Who are we talking about? No, Freddie Krueger. Uh, what Freddie would I have cared about as a small child other than Freddie Krueger? Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, So depending on what we're talking for fame, I've, I've, I've had lunch with or met Robert England. Uh, I've met a couple, a uh, handful of professional football players. Um, through various uh, times. Um, of course, there was the times I met Michelle Obama and Christian Bale. Um, or the time I had lunch with Al Gore. So I kind of got a broad spectrum of famous encounters. Why did you have lunch with Al Gore? Oh, have I never told you about the time I had lunch with no. Al Gore? I don't, I don't really know about this either, I don't think. I haven't told you guys the time, about the time I had lunch with Al and Tipper Gore. It no. sounds familiar, but I don't recall what the reason for it was. Oh, man. So uh, there's a hotel in Denver, Hotel Monaco, kind of a real fancy hotel. And I, uh, my ex-girlfriend was sh- the chef there. And she invited me to come see her. Uh, uh, and it was lunchtime. And um, uh, sh- uh, they didn't serve lunch at this uh, at this part of the the hotel. They, it was only a dinner restaurant in the, in the hotel. Um, so, you know, there was nobody going to be there. So, you know, it was, she was going to give me a tour of the place before, uh, before her shift started and make me something to eat. So I went down, saw her, we were checking out the place and she went to make me, uh, a pizza. And then, uh, Al Tipper and, uh, a friend of theirs came in and she made them lunch as well. And they sat in one part of the restaurant way far away from me. And I sat at the bar and I ate my pizza while they ate their lunch. And that is the story of the time I had lunch with Al and Tipper Gore. So you didn't sit at the same table. No, I doubt they even knew I was in the building. (laughs) (laughs) But I love just telling people that I had lunch with Al Gore. Yeah, I've had lunch with him. Because it sounds like it's going to be an anecdote where I had lunch with Al Gore, <laughs> but it's not. We're just yeah, in the same building that was at the pretty anticlimactic, <laughs> I'll have to say. Food. Yeah. Well, I've been to San Diego Comic Con, so I've been in large rooms with famous people up on stage, uh, but not uh, not uh, actually that. meeting people. Yeah, I mean, if we do that, then I've been in the room with Steve Amell, Kevin Conroy. Um, I've been in the same building as Adam West and, uh, Julie Newmar and, uh, I want to say Burt Ward because I can't think of the dude's name. What? <laughs> not Burt, what, Burt Ward? Who what? played, who played Robin? Oh, wait. Yeah, it's Burt Ward. Burt oh, wait, Ward! I was thinking Burt Ward was the name of Robin's character. Oh, oh my God. No, that'd be Dick Grayson. Uh, Dick Grayson, that's right. Oh, <laughs> you cocaine, cocaine's yes. a hell of a drug. Oh, man. Uh, well, um, let me take this time, if you guys don't mind, to pimp out my uh, channel. Is that yeah, okay with you guys? Ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I, I started a project back in July. Uh, it's a YouTube channel where I play video games. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty introverted dude sometimes, so it's pretty chill. Um, I'm not super uh, loud or obnoxious. Um, uh, mainly, I just play through games and provide commentary. Sometimes um, I don't provide commentary. I just play the game and 
it's just uh, kind of put on video. But it, the my channel's called Joe Show Play, so that's J O E S H O W P L A Y. You can search for it on YouTube. Uh, you can email me JoeShowPlay at gmail dot com. Um, if you guys are interested in um, doing uh, personal videos, I can also do that. Just let me know what you want me to play or what you want me to do. Uh, nothing sexual. Oh, man. You're constantly uh, well, sexually harassing me in video games. Why can't I have you do sexual <laughs> on your fucking video game channel, your jerk store? Um, so what, uh, what made you uh, want to start doing gaming videos? Well, to be honest, I... Um... What, what first started is I got a gaming laptop uh, last Christmas, I think, and I was looking for something to do as an outlet um, because the, I, 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 uh, my job is not super creative, and so I don't get to um, stretch that creative bone very often or limb or muscle, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I, and in college and stuff, I did a lot of acting and things like that, so... I was kind of missing that in my life, and at first I thought I wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't. Um, I didn't have anybody readily available to do a podcast with, and I didn't want to just do a podcast by myself. Um, and then I just started watching YouTube videos of people who um, do that kind of thing, and so I was like, well, you know, I could probably do this. Um, it's fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, when you find like the right kind of person to to watch uh, let's play videos of, there's something about it where if they just have the, a good personality that just kind of fits with what you like is it, it i was talking to somebody about this last night actually i don't know how to explain it when there's just a personality that you kind of connect with where there's you know it doesn't matter that they're not like some celebrity that you know they're just they're, they just kind of get you they like to like they like the same things that you do and you enjoy listening to them uh yeah i've, I've watched a little bit of your halo video because I wanted to at least watch something so that I couldn't be like, I'd be like, yeah, what's it like? Uh, it was a good time. I, I, I enjoyed it. I also subscribed because I'm a good friend. Oh, well, that's very kind of you, sir. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, um, I, I enjoy doing it. And like you said, I, th I think that's exactly it. I would watch videos that there was just like you know, one or two people that would watch me like, wow, they made the joke I was thinking of. Like they get they get my humor and they're just kind of somebody that in, if I met them in real life, I would probably have a good connection with. So that's definitely why I'm doing it. Um, what all games have you done? I know you've done final fantasy seven world of yep. Warcraft. Halo. Yep. What else? Yeah. I done? only put out one halo video. I'm going to do more. I kind of took a break for the holiday um, because I was kind of going hard on it for a little, for a few weeks there. I was putting out a video pretty much every day. And what are you doing? Just um, a replay through of it or, or, with Halo, yeah, and you know, with Halo, I chose to do more of a commentary one. So there's commentary kind of throughout, but mostly just the Halo one. I wanted to be kind of more relaxed. Um, the Final Fantasy VII one, it's a passion project because it's my favorite game. So that one is more me commenting on the game, uh, me talking about strategies that I've come up with, little tricks and tips that I've found, or things that are. Um, meaningful in the game whereas with halo it's kind of just like yeah this is the game this is this was my experience with it when i first played the game like this you know these uh, just kind of a general walkthrough on halo whereas uh, final fantasy 7 is really more of a it is a walkthrough but at the same time it's kind of like a, a passion uh passionate like look back at the game whereas halo is more of a just a playthrough 
I gotcha. And for those who don't know, Cloud comes from Cloud Strife. Right, exactly. Which is the character in Final Fantasy VII. I was going to say, if they, if, they don't know, if they don't know Final Fantasy, then they have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right, that's true, that's true. Yeah, so um, that's the one that I work on probably the most consistently, and it's also the easiest one to film since it's an older game, and it doesn't have uh, audio. It's very easy to just let it, you know, play it and talk over it. Because uh, a lot of the newer games have the audio. Well, it doesn't have, like sound effects and have any dialogue audio. Yeah, it just has sound effects and music. Oh, that's what I mean. I thought it had dialogue. I don't know. No, um, the first Final Fantasy game to feature dialogue would uh, voice dialogue would probably be Final Fantasy X, which was the PlayStation 2 like flagship title. I was the biggest Final Fantasy fan, and then seven hit, and I absolutely loved it. And then eight came out, and I was just. So underwhelmed, and then yeah. nine came out, and I was just like, "This is not what I want from Final Fantasy." Yeah, they really they found something I feel like really magical with this first game with uh, seven, and then everything after that has been kind of uh, trying to hit that same mark and just missing it. And now there are tons of people who love Final Fantasy VIII. I'm not one of them. Mm. Um, it's it's a it's a fine game. There's nothing wrong with it, but. Um, it, there's just too many things about it uh, that are kind of inferior, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as opposed to Final Fantasy VII. That uh, that I I just don't I don't feel like it's anywhere near as good. Um, but a lot of people love that game, and I think it's because a lot of people were teenagers when uh, that game came out and they liked the love story. But I don't I don't play these games for the love stories, so that's definitely not something that was interesting to me about it at all. I got you, I got you. Um, One of the things that I I loved about the very first Final Fantasy game that I've I've not had the same experience in RPGs since is that I like the fact that I could choose my team and my classes, and I feel like the Final Fantasy games really got away from that, and really RPGs in general, I feel like, kind of get yeah. away from yeah. that. I never um, really played them a lot, and I own I own a few. I need to get my PlayStation 3 back, because I have them on my PlayStation 3, which I don't have at the moment, but I have, uh, what do I have? 5, 6, 8, and 9. And I, I, I played a lot of 5 and really enjoyed it. I just hadn't gotten back around to it yet. I got you, I got you. And uh, speaking of Final Fantasy, there's this guy, uh, and he he told me this story. I mean, it's just a fantastic story. He loved Final Fantasy VII so much, he got a Japanese version of it to play, and only to realize he couldn't speak Japanese. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, Poet's talking about me, and... um, (laughs) I was gonna say, what was what's wait? So if you would know it was in Japanese, though, right? Oh yes, and him saying I came to realize I didn't speak Japanese is not true. <laughs> I knew when I purchased it that I could not speak Japanese. <laughs> so uh, what, when did I? What I ended up doing is pulling up a script for the game in English online, and uh, attempting to play through it in Japanese. Um, not the easiest task, especially when you have to have so many menus and things you have to go through. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and so what I ended up doing is writing the name of each of the materias down in Japanese and then uh, translated English on a piece of paper so that when I saw the Japanese symbols, I would be able to decipher what materia I was looking at. Um, probably not the brightest decision I ever made, especially because I had to also buy a Japanese PlayStation in order to play the Japanese version of the game. So I had to buy an entirely new console just to play a game that is actually inferior in a lot of ways to the American version of the I, game. I was going to say, I didn't think a Japanese version of the game would play on an American console. <laughs> no, it definitely does not. I had to, had to purchase a new console for that. Um, and uh, yeah, there's actually a bunch of stuff that's not in the Japanese version that is in the U.S. version. So it's actually less of a game than the original. Oh, wow. I forgot that they added stuff in the in the, in the border. Yeah. Yeah, the U.S. version has. I don't about this, but I'm going to interrupt everybody for a second because I have had to pee for, for like 10 minutes, and I really got to go. <laughs> I've been on this, since I'm on this medication, I've been drinking a lot of water, so I pee so much right now. Hey, I, hey, I can't lie. I've had to pee for a minute my own self. All right. Pee break, All right. everybody. All right, break. All right. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, look at that timing. Right, look at it. All right, let's do it. So, back to Japanese Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Um, I mean, that, that, that's pretty much all you need to know about the game. Um, <laughs> is that it's inferior to the U.S. version. There's no reason to purchase it unless you're insane like I am. And your brother Data will make fun of you if you do it. <laughs> And your friend Jedi Poet will bring it up when you're on the podcast. So that you, exactly. Exactly. What happened to the Japanese Final Fantasy VII and the Japanese PlayStation? And did you ever consider getting any other Japanese games to play and try? Uh, the Japanese PlayStation and copy of Final Fantasy VII are um, currently sitting in the closet of the room that I am in. Um. I did not ever consider or ever were considering uh, buying another uh, Japanese game to play on said console. Uh, but that was my first thought. Was I was, but I guess depending on your experience with the Final Fantasy VII Japanese yeah. version. So t- to my benefit, though, the, the, the PlayStation 1, the Japanese PlayStation 1 cost me 99 cents on eBay. So it wasn't really a huge investment. Um, maybe you could do Joe Show Play... Uh... Uh, the Japanese version, Japanese yeah. games, like maybe you just like play and don't even fucking try to translate it. Just say fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna try this. Fuck it. I can't. I don't understand. Nothing. I don't know what this is. Here we go. Yeah, that that's a thought. I don't know that I could record on an old PlayStation like that, but. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, or I've wondered about that. Yeah. Uh, so on um, so if you're watching me play Final Fantasy VII or World of Warcraft or Overwatch or um, uh, what else do I play? Oh, uh, Skyrim. I'm playing those on PC on Steam. Uh, World of Warcraft has its own. It's a Blizzard product, so it has its own uh, application on the PC. And um, most of the Windows 10 computers, especially the gaming ones, are going to have an in, uh, in-house capture software for your screen. Um, so you can capture pretty much any game you play on your PC. And then I bought a microphone and I record the audio track separately for that. Um, and then for the console games, I had to get a capture card for those. Um, it's... Uh, 
the best capture card on the market, really, which is the one I've got, is the. And I say this, it's the best one that I've re- that I've seen reviews on. It's the Elgato capture card. Um, you can record on PlayStation, Xbox, uh, pretty much any of the newest consoles. It records in 1080p and all that good stuff. So um, that's uh, that's what I use to record the console games. That's a little trickier because I have to. Um, have to use a, the Elgato software, and what ends up happening is sometimes when I edit the videos together, the resolution doesn't um, doesn't hold because it's a different file type. When I can, and then I have to convert it into an MP4. Um, what I might start doing is, and this is getting a little technical, but what I might start doing is Elgato has an in-house editing software. I might just start using that for the console games. The PC games, I have um, a separate software that I use to edit, and that's what I've been using for the Elgato captures, but I think I might use uh, the Elgato editing software for those from now on. Um, but other games that I've played, so yeah, we mentioned Final Fantasy VII, World of Warcraft, Skyrim, um, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, God of War. I know you did Red Dead Redemption Yeah, too. did some Overwatch, some Red Dead Redemption, some God of War, Halo. Um, I've really got a bunch of stuff I could play. I've just been kind of waiting on feedback to see if there were certain games that people liked and didn't like. And so right now I'm just monitoring that based on views. But the thing, the thing, the one video I have the most views on is like a six minute guide on Red Dead. So I may start making more of those because that seems to be what, when people are searching, looking for videos to watch, those things tend to pop up more. And hopefully that'll get people to my page and then they'll watch other stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have any upcoming things that people should be on the lookout for? Um, not anything in particular, uh, unless there's things that, that people want me to play, and then I'm happy to, if I have it, I'm happy to do it. Um, but like I said, if they're interested in guides on like Red Dead or, or other games like that, I'm going to try to start making more of those. Um, that's I feel like YouTube's kind of, um, kind of oversaturated with those kind of videos. But um, for brand new games, I'll probably try to make guides like that. But for older games, I'll just do the standard Let's Plays that I've been doing. Because that's actually what I enjoy doing the most, is just playing the game and talking about it. And I'm hoping that eventually we can make it like, you know, Joe Show play House of Batman plays GTA V or something like that. Where we can all play and be in the videos if we wanted to do something like that. That would be Hell fun. Yeah, I'd always, I'm always down. Uh, I'm sure Billy would say he'd be there and then wouldn't show up. No, no, I mean, no. I, you know, as we as we come closer to the end of the episode, I feel like I should mention uh, things for 2019 that are going to be different. I've already got some scheduled uh, ideas for the show. Uh, by scheduling things and just being more organized, I can be ready for whatever. So it's not like I can say. Oh, I'll be there, and then I won't, because I have it set up. So, for everybody that's interested, uh, let me know. You know, if you want to come on the show, what the kind of stuff you'd want to talk about. I'm going to be. Ta- I've already talked to some people. We've got some things set up. Cloud is actually going to be on the Dungeons and Dragons episode, oh, uh, nice. which I'm setting up. Which I'm setting up for February. So by the end of February, cool. we'll be yes. the Dungeons. And Dragons yes. All right. I so, like fuck you, poet. Working hard. I got things going on. Dungeons and Dragons date approaching sometime in February. I'm going to be able to play. I'm excited. 
This is maybe the most excited I've been all year. I know, I know we're, we're only all day. 16 hours into the year, but I'm pretty pumped right now to know that coming next month, I'll get to play D&D for the first time. But yeah, I've got I've got some fun ideas. I've got some fun uh, guests uh, guest ideas coming up. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be a good year for the podcast. It's gonna be a consistent year for the podcast. Another reason why I'm trying to be organized. I want to make sure like every week we know, unless something comes up, you know, there's some reason why we can't do the episode one week. But I want to make sure you know every week we consistently have the episode going on. It's gonna be good. Nice. Nice. Assuming you like the show. If you don't, then I don't know why you've listened so far. <laughs> do we want to? We uh, we can cut this out uh, if if you don't want to talk about it. Uh, but do you guys want to talk about the possibility of the quiz show or no? Uh, well, we're gonna do a quiz show. Uh, let's, we talk, let's, quiz let's show. talk about it after we finish recording. Uh, okay. We're we're gonna do a quiz show. Cloud's gonna be the uh, quiz master. Me, Billy, and one other person are going to participate. If you would be interested in playing a pub quiz with me and Billy on the Poet and Billy podcast, uh, then reach out to Billy and let him know. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna that's gonna be a lot of fun. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's not a secret. I don't think we just had, I just hadn't brought it up. That is included yeah, in my really schedule. And my little, I sent uh, Poet a little document of like things and to talk about and like a schedule sort of calendar almost. Uh, and that is included on it. We just it was. It is. It is on there. Yes. On there. I don't remember seeing that. On it there. well because it's on the bottom of the dog. It doesn't have a specific date because I didn't want to like oh, put gotcha. it in. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. The Dungeons and Dragons one doesn't have a specific date on there either. But it's I February. It we're we're hard. We're hard. Yes, I'm aiming. I want to do February because okay. I say if we have a an actual day or like a a somewhat date. Then there's no like pushing it back. It's like it's got to get done by. I got you. I got you. Cool. Cool. Uh, also, another thing that I want to be consistent about um, with over the next year uh, that I haven't really been doing that we were doing on the show, uh, Poets OK Cupid account is oh my still active. God, no. <laughs> Uh, there's some interesting there's some interesting uh profiles that i've come across that i'm going to share with them and we're gonna we're gonna keep you guys up to date on poets dating life there's Uh, nothing to update there's no not right now but there will be i want (laughs) people are going to support you because we all know how awesome you are and we're going to get out there I'm gonna make you see some fucking movies that you had no interest in, but I'm be like, hey, this. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the next Star Wars movie, and I'm like, well, fucking Susan from Denver, who's 34, wants to see it with you. So, Susan oh, from right. Denver. All right, Susan, I'm looking forward to our day to see the new Star Wars movie. Oh god! Oh man! Basically, it's going to be a really fun year for the podcast and just in general. I think uh, everybody be happy about 2019. It's going to be going to be a great year. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, does that sound like a good place to end the episode? Yeah, I feel like we should really end the episode there because I. Uh... <laughs> uh, all right, I'm poet. I'm Billy. I'm Cloud. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza.